0: Thank you Welcome to the Extra Innings podcast, brought to you by Market Scale. Extra Innings gives you an exclusive behind-the-scenes look and commentary on Market Scale's Welcome to the Show, a reality television series that follows the Savannah Bananas, the collegiate summer league baseball team that is changing the sport with their brand of fan-first entertainment. And today to give us his take on what he thought of the episode and how he actually is implementing a lot of the same things that Jesse and his team is doing, is Josh Olerud, team president of the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders, a AAA affiliate of the New York Yankees. Josh, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great. Great to be on. Thanks.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited to dive into what you thought of the show. So let's just start from the beginning here. I'd like to know, what what was your initial take after finishing that first episode? Um, What were some of your initial thoughts? What was going through your mind?
1: I mean, the easy takeaways that you know that I got from from watching that first episode were was just you know how passionate Jesse is about his ball club and his franchise, and and just how you know bought in you know the the staff and uh, and the community is um, you know on the things that he's trying to do there and the staff's trying to do there, and it's um, you know it really kind of exemplifies what minor league baseball and collegiately baseball kind of brings to the table and what you know what it what kind of you know. Um, influence and and value it has to the community so it was it was a really fun episode to watch Uh, very well produced um, great footage and just you know it's just fun all the way through and I think that's what we all try to exemplify is is you know having fun while giving the fans that fun so um, they did a great job it was was very it was was fun to watch
0: yeah I think that is the core goal there is Making sure that the fans are having fun just beyond the fact that it's a game of baseball because you might even have some people that come to watch these games like I I think we see it with the Savannah Bananas a lot that you have fans coming through buying tickets consistently that don't really care about baseball on a general level, they don't really have a big team affiliation. They come because they want that one-of-a-kind experience, and so it's great that you were feeling that vibe, that fun vibe that they were trying to put on to the entire Savannah Bananas experience.
1: Yeah, we we kind of always re- referenced it to like the 80% rule. You know, we believe that eight of ten fans, based on the analytics and the research that we get, which I think is pretty similar across minor league sports, is there might not be a strong connection to the team. There might not be a strong connection to the players, but the connection is, you know, this community fun place to be, um, where you can enjoy yourself and affor- at an affordable play, you know, at an affordable price. So I think that's what you know everybody tries to encapsulate. I mean, it's great to have, you know, the twenty or thirty percent that are diehard baseball fans, and you don't, you know, you don't, you know, leave that out, but you try to, you know, bring something to the table that. You know that the the masses likes to see or, or generates excitement among all the other people that you know just want entertainment, and want a good time, and I think that you know Savannah does a great job with uh, with doing that.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I know that your team also has a very similar show that revolves around the season. It's called Homegrown Path to Pinstripes, and I watched the first episode, and I think of season two, and it was, it was great. I mean, I, I was getting a lot of the same vibes as Welcome to the Show, specifically just seeing some of those behind-the-scenes interactions, how players feel entering a new season, and how everyone tries to set that really uh, crucial culture, not only for the fans but also for the team in general. Uh, what kind of similarities do you see between Welcome to the Show and something like your show, Homegrown?
1: I think a lot. I mean, I think um, you know, part of our job is to is to make the players feel at home, you know, and integrate them into the community and and get them engaged with the community. And I think once the players do so, they love it. You know, I'm 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 assuming that. You know, a lot of the players for Savannah are going to go on to, you know, the next the next progression in their careers, whether it's uh, um, another collegiate team or um, their beginnings within professional baseball. And they're always going to look at probably Savannah as a place that they really enjoy. And I think it's going to be, you know, directly because the team, you know, put them in places that the fans love them to be at, and put them in places where they're going to win and put them in places on the playing side to get better and to and to continually you know, progress into what, what's next for them. So, you know, this, so there's that, that, that's a strong similarity with us, you know, it's our job to make sure that, you know, our players are, you know, in a comfortable position or, you know, somewhere where, um, you know, it's, they enjoy coming to the ballpark and they enjoy living in, although their free time is very limited, there still is, you know, you know, um, that balance that we try to create. So it's, uh, it's, um, you know, when they show up here, um, you know, for that first week prior to opening day, it's a pretty busy one, you know, trying to make those things and, and, and make those expectations um, to where we want them to be. So it's uh, it's fun. You know, we have a good core of people here that 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 help make that happen, just uh, as as I assume, you know, Jesse does there. And it looks like, you know, the players are having a blast. So obviously, you know, there's a lot that goes into making that
0: happen. Definitely. And then on a production side, because we haven't had any guests on extra innings yet that can give us some of their own takes on the production of putting together a show similar to Welcome to the Show. But what has that challenge been like for you to put together an honest production uh, that really showcases the relationship between the um, the players and the staff and the coaches and then the fans, you know, really trying to encapsulate all of that Within a 20 minute episode of television, yeah,
1: I mean that's um, you know, it's it's amazing, and uh, I'm sure it's uh, you could probably um, agree to this just how much video that you need to put together to get you know those strong you know points that you're trying to convey per episode, and I think you know the bonding relationship that we've got with the production crew from Yes Network. And then also the buying in of the players and accepting the fact that, you know, there's pretty much a boom mic and there's, there's a sound guy following them through every, everywhere they go. And there's, you know, there's cameras in the dugouts and there's cameras in our front office and, you know, sometimes you're mic'd up for two days and none of that even gets conveyed, but they're trying to capture as much as they can to, you know, to show the fan base and to show our Yankee fan base, not just what these players are going through in a day to day, you know, routine, but all the other backend stuff that you just don't get to hear or see. And um, the responses are like through the roof, you know, you know, our staff goes to Yankee stadium and people recognize us, you know, they're just buying in, you know, the youth movement with New York and their players, these young guys that are, you know, sitting in New York now, they're helping their team, you know, be 30 games above 500 people are buying into the process. So the more of that that's happening and then our guys are going up and down, it's really starting to create this pretty massive fan base. So I think the player stuff is the easy side. I think finding those unique storylines is fun for the production staff and they're constantly throwing stuff at us. And, um, you know, we'll throw stuff on the wall and, you know, they'll they'll capture, you know, guys fishing and doing other things. And some, sometimes it doesn't make it. But I think that they're just trying to get as much as they can and decide, you know, kind of where it fits.
0: Right. It's kind of balancing That production struggle of having a really limited amount of time, but at the same time wanting to spend that time as valuably as possible, right? Making sure that the amount of footage you get is deep enough, covers enough bases, no pun intended, that you can then sift through it later and put together something great. You know, you don't want to focus in too much on just getting, all right, we know we need this shot, this shot, this shot. Because then let's say you put all that together and you are 10 minutes short, right? It's almost, it's almost a necessity to overshoot, but then it's balancing that time. It can be a real struggle.
1: Well, I think, I think from a fan's perspective to see, you know, the, the drone footage, I think it really, you know, for, for Savannah, it's, it's giving it just an unbelievable um, shot for the experience side and, you know, the slow, the slow footage and all those fun things that you guys put into there. I mean, that's that's the creativeness, obviously the production company. Um, I think finding the players that, you know, um, have the personalities that the fans can then kind of take, take form with, I think is important. And, you know, I think it's good for them. You know, I think it's a prequel to hopefully, you know, something that they're going to have to be dealing with at a major league level or, you know, somewhere else in life. But I think that, you know, our fans really buy into the shots that they provide. They're always very unique. That's, um, you know, and, 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 the, and, and the players that, you know, have that personality that people just want to gravitate to, you know, that's uh, those are things that they have to find through, you know, those long hours of production, as you guys know. And I think that that's, you know, where they make us look really good. And it's uh, it's fun to see those um, those episodes come to fruition. And um, it makes it fun for our fans to come here and then see the players real life.
0: Right. Definitely. So this was something you mentioned a little earlier, but I want to hit on is, you know, that both for the Savannah Bananas and for a team like yours, there is a sense of looking ahead at the next step and wanting to make it to, you know, being being part of the Yankees team. And so I wanted to know, and I, I'm not sure if the challenge is the same for you as the Bananas, because I think the Bananas, the players go into it knowing that it's a limited league. You know, it's, it's a limited time frame, right? You go in for the summer league and then you go back to college. Um, but how do you try to instill a culture within the players to sort of stay focused within the team that they're on now and not too much on looking ahead with, like, how is every step I'm going to make going to propel me to the next team? Whereas, you know, you, I'm sure subconsciously they're going to be thinking that way, but also how do you make sure that everyone builds a culture within the team that they're at now, making sure that the rail riders are a unified culture both within the fans and the players and the staff and everyone involved.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, first of all, I mean, culture is, you know, is, is the foundation for everything. And, you know, I, I, I actually love working for the Yankees for the, for the fact that they set that tone the Yankee way pretty much from the time you sign a contract. And as you progress through the system, you know, it's, it's engraved into you know, into their work ethic, and you know, we try to take that um, in each individual front office, and we try to you know provide some tools that can kind of um, mesh itself with the Yankee way and some of the things that that they um, instill in their players. And you know, the championship mindset, you know, of always learning and long term approach, and um, you know, strive for greatness. Those are things that that we utilize in our front office, and I think that. We also think that way when we look at our playing field, our working our working areas, the clubhouse, to make sure that when the players get here, not only do they have all the tools to continue their process, but they have the best tools possible and they fall in line with what the Yankees want. So we don't really play it safe, and we don't, you know, you know, fear vulnerability and this, that, and the other. We look at, you know, things in um, you know in in a progressive way, and we try to. Let the players know from the start that they get here that those things are here and I think they respect that and I think that helps the communication and the relationship between our front office and our players because they know we care about them. And I know that doesn't always um, trans translate with with every organization, but um, it falls right in line with importance here, just as it does with hidden revenue goals and and being you know you know uh, selling sponsorships and growing our business. So we 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 do we do find importance there, and I think that really helps.
0: Yeah, well, I I feel like it helps develop better players too when the culture is there and the the bonding, the teamwork, the camaraderie. Right? It's not just a stepping stone for the next big team. It's it's really you know entering a culture and feeling like you're appreciated, wanted, and like you know your hard work and and effort that you put into every practice, every game. Is appreciated and acknowledged.
1: Yeah, and and it's a process, you know. I mean, they're here for a reason. Whether they're, you know, making their way to their first major league stint or career, or you know, they've been sent down to work kind on of things. So, you know, it's uh it's a roller coaster ride. And you know, you know, we have we have over two hundred transactions already this year. So guys are flying all over the place. People are getting hurt. People have been traded. Guys have been brought in. So you know, keeping the culture um, consistent. I think helps all those things, the transition, everything. And if, and if our front office is on the same page with the playing culture, it makes a very good marriage. And if it's not, I think there's still, you know, the working relationship can still be great, but I think this just makes it, you know, the buy-in factor is, is across the board. And I think it goes a long way that we understand what they're going through. And I think in the back end, because we're bought in the same way, they understand that, you know, what we're going through. So I think, um, it just helps the working process and our coaching staff. And um, and I think the players buy into the fact that we, that we care that, hey, we want to see them get out of here too. And we want to be able to provide those tools to get them
0: up there. Uh, so the last big thing that I wanted to hit with you is more about the fan engagement that your team participates in. So what similarities have you seen with that first episode, things that the Savannah Bananas and Jesse are trying to set and that Tyler Gray, director of fun, tries to do as well with creating that one of a kind fan experience. So people can come and, and enjoy a game of baseball, but really get something more out of it. Feel like they're getting something unique that, you know, even from fan to fan, they're experiencing something special. And how do you try to provide that kind of experience beyond baseball with your team?
1: I mean, you know, by watching, you know, episode one, I mean, from about five minutes into it, I already wanted to attend a game there because I think I could see not knowing Jesse, but you know, I, 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 I know, I know of him and um, you know, I follow him because I like to see the things that he does. I mean, to say he cares is an understatement and to say he has fun is a complete understatement and the staff is all the same way. So the fan, the fan first philosophy that they have, that it was touched on so many times through that first episode, you can see it. You can see it in there from the first shots that you guys put through and that's really what it is all about. I mean, without your fans, you don't have anything. And without an atmosphere created around fun, you don't have a lot either. So, you know, getting the right people in the right spots within the organization to to philosophize and to think about those things. And then the feedback from the fans is what they like. It's a, it's a continual process. And, you know, obviously you hit the head on some stuff and everything works out really well. And sometimes you crash and burn. And, and I think that's the thing you have to allow yourself to do. It takes the vulnerability out of everything, and fan engagement is something that I think every team strives to find out exactly what what fans are looking to see, and it changes. Twenty years ago, it was just showing up for a game, and there was a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Now they want to be social, and they want to be active, and they want to have other things to do, and you need to have Wi Fi, you need to you know be able to engage with them in so many different platforms that it just it continually changes. So, but that's the fun part. And Jesse and his staff, um, it looks like they do an unbelievable job there, and. And obviously, that's something that our staff strives on, is to continually, you know, get in the think tank and and try to find out what's working here, but also look across the board, what's working with other teams or what's working with other companies. You know, um, how can we continually get better? And I think that's what gets us fired fired up about coming to work every day is the continual learning process and you know implementing you know what we're learning to to make the experience that much better and to grow our product. And I think that's you know, that's where the lifeblood of every team is, is the engagement and to grow.
0: Definitely. And what would you say is one of those moments where you took a risk as the president of the team to implement something new into the fan experience that either paid off or didn't pay off, and then what you learned from it, because I think even in those failure moments when you try something new and it just kind of blows up in your face, there's still definitely something to be learned from that. And it doesn't have to be seen as a negative. It can be you know the catalyst for whatever the better product was in the end,
1: yeah, I think um one of the ones for me, it stands out that I f- thought we were, we were kind of taking a a little bit of a gamble on as we created a, we created a program three years ago called man versus marathon. And we came up with this program because, um, Miley baseball has started instituting the pitch clock and the in between innings were regulated, you know, digitally, um, you know, fines were accrued if you, you know, if you fell, you know, into the penalties of, you know, not falling in line with what's going on. So, you know, the whole process was to increase the speed of play. So, we have a marathon runner in our office and we were sitting there just over a beer one day, just kind of talking. And he's like, I bet you we could probably put together a marathon that would beat the pace of play of a game. It was very innovative and unique. And we didn't know how many people would sign up or do it. And we did it through the ballpark. So they were running through the concourse, through the outfield concourse all around the ballpark and then back in. And the first year we had 10 teams and people actually kind of got into it. And we were like, okay, you know, we won, we beat the clock, you know, what did that achieve? And we kind of sat down and, every, every meeting I went on, people kept on saying, Hey, that was great. Like what, you know, a lot of people like to run, you know, we did it this year and we, we went from like 10 teams to like 85 teams. And what we've created now is an event, you know, and I think that's the whole goal is to, is to create something that's just not a one and done. It was a lot of work to put together that first one for the 10 teams and for logistics and all the different stuff. And, and, um, and now it's very turnkey and now we're thinking, we don't know if we have the space for it to grow anymore. So now we have to continually think out of the box as to where is this going? You know, we had 450 marathon runners, you know, at a game running all at once and it was, it was wild. So that was a fun one that was like, Hey, we, we really hit some on the, uh, on the head. And I mean, I got, you know, a ton that crashed and burned that, you know, you kind of shrug it off or, you know, the best part is, is like, why did it, why did it not, you know, why did it fail? You know, you start looking at marketing, you start looking at the social engagement. You look at the day of the week, you look at the weather, you look at all those different things. What else was going on at that time? What did, did we lose relevance? You know, was it something that was just cliche at the time that we thought was funny when we did it? But nine months later, everybody forgot about it. So we constantly, you know, sit there and digest it. And, you know, I think you have to. And I think that's, again, you know, I think that's that's why I enjoy do, doing what I do because I, I like the creative side. And I like to kind of see how our, our staff thinks. And, you know, we always like to hang our hat on doing something for the first time. But if something's working somewhere else and we think it's a good fit here, you know, I think all teams will jump on what those things are and see it go. And, you know, there's about 10 teams the following year. We presented at the promotional seminar for Miley Baseball and 10 teams the next year jumped on board with that program. And I think a lot of them are um, have expanded on it since. So it's one of the good ones.
0: Amazing. Yeah, no, it's, it's great to see that you're willing to take those risks and they pay off. It's great. It's really, really cool to see, especially the kind of different lasting events you try to put together, because I think that's what fans enjoy is coming to the game and doing something they already sort of expect, right? That is quirky and out there. But then also the flip side of it is being willing to try new things that you know fans have no idea what they're going to get when they come to a game. It's It's that mystery, but that excitement that I think Keeps people going um, and helps build a dedicated fan base. And I think that's something that the Savannah Bananas are are doing really well. So, like, after watching that first episode, if there was one thing that you would take away from what the team is doing and implement it into what the rail riders are doing, what do you think that would be and why?
1: I, th- I think I love the fact that, you know, they, they started or ended their their game day staff meeting with, you know, just putting it out there that, Hey, you know, the fan first initiatives, you know, that are going to be people here for the first time. You know, we want to make sure that these, these fans have an unbelievable time where they're dying to come back. I think that is such an important part of the business. Cause I think it gets lost, you know, it's such a grind. And when we get to those meetings, you know, we're prepping for the gates to open in several hours and there's so much going on. And there's so many things that we have to do as, working robots and things we're responsible for because we all wear so many hats. And sometimes that gets lost, and lost a little bit. So I think, you know, it was great to see that that was, you know, a main focus um, that they look to do before every meeting just to instill that. So we, you know, do that. But watching that kind of had me refocus our staff as to, hey, this is important, you know, and um, every fan matters. And engaging with their fans during the game is an important thing that we need to do more of. I thought that was a great, you know, piece there because it showed the buy-in of the staff, and it showed, you know, that the staff values, um, you know, the fan engagement and the fan experience, and and um, I thought they, um, you know, I thought that was cool.
0: I definitely think that that is part of what helps make the Savannah Banana so great. So it, yeah, I I'd love to see, you know, if you implement that into your daily routine, how that goes for y'all, because uh, yeah, I, I think everyone can draw a little something from the Savannah Bananas. I think what they're doing is, is really, really interesting. It, it takes some risks. It pushes some boundaries, and whether you're in baseball or whether you're not in baseball, I think just if you're in entertainment, there's some great things to pull from it. So, Josh, I really want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and giving us your take on Welcome to the Show and how you're implementing some of the things that Jesse Cole and the Savannah Bananas are doing, some stuff you've already been doing that you see mirrored with them, and then just some general takes on making that experience special for fans. So thank you again for coming on.
1: No, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, continue the good work, and you know it looks like uh, it looks like there's many more sellouts to follow Savannah. So I'll be uh, you know I'll continue watching and uh, look forward to seeing more episodes from you guys.
0: Definitely, some more on the way for sure. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to some previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com/slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure you watch Welcome to the Show. Episodes one and two are already out, and episode three is on the way, so stay tuned for that. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.